I love the smell of clamshell packaging in the morning. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 171, for the week of Wednesday, the 3rd of June, 2015. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Adam! John! And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Modern Brick Warfare and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Broly action figure, the DC Collectibles Red Hood GameStop exclusive action figure, and the Funko Pop Vinyl Punisher figure. Gentlemen, how is everybody? Very good. Spiffing. Fair enough. <laughs> you, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going to pick me up on my pronunciation of Dragon Ball Z, Dragon uh, Ball Z. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> well, speaking no. of Mr. Adam, <laughs> sorry, John. Yes. Go ahead, Adam. No, no, Adam. Welcome yes. back. Yes. Thank you. How was a, your uh, arduous, little jaunt? Arduous journey. It was arduous. It's so hard to spend two weeks at theme parks. Oh, um, actually, no. no, it was fantastic. <laughs> there was one day of jet lag from um, the missus on the second day we were there, and otherwise the only hard part was um, having to catch planes in consecutive order from Adelaide through Brisbane through LA to Orlando. And, and so vice versa. What, what prompted this trip? Uh, so as I think you guys at least know, I have dodgy ankles. I'm getting surgery on it sometime this year. Um, I have my surgical consult in a couple of weeks. And since we were planning to go overseas elsewhere, um, on other physical activity kind of places, it's a case of, well, instead of doing that after I've had surgery, how about we go and have a trip before I have surgery? Mm, excellent. Mm. Excellent. So was it just you and Mrs. Westy? Excellent. Well, we miss you well, here. We'd like you to come back. Thank you. <laughs> and I think most importantly, you know, we've asked you about your trip and all that sort of thing is, uh, what did you bring us back? Uh, love and kisses. <laughs> yeah, what did you bring <laughs> me back? That, that's the better thing. Yeah. <laughs> you think you get something different to them? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Your country so you, got some of my consumer dollars. You could have mailed it while you were here. <laughs> well, that's true. That's legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. So you did the, the theme park stuff. Did you get a chance to go to a comic con or anything like that? No. So we, we had 14 days. So the first eight nights were at, um, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And nice, the yes. second six nights were at, um, Los Portofino Bay, which is tied to Universal in Orlando. Um, so we pretty much just hit up, uh, all the theme parks. So all the parks associated with those two, um, we hit up both Disney water parks, we hit up Wet n Wild, we hit up Larry Land, we hit up Kennedy Space Center. We had the one day where um, the missus was unwell, and we had another day where we went to a factory outlet day because we were a bit knackered. <laughs> you, so you had to just kick back and do some shopping. Did you do yeah. the big slide at uh, Blizzard Beach? Yes. 
Did you do it more? Which one do you consider? Which one do you think is the big one though? The the big big one in the very middle. The ski jump thing. Yeah. The one with the you drop down. Yeah, I did that one. I did the one next to it as well. How, how many nice. times did you do the big one? I think I did that one twice. Yeah, I I normally do it once if I'm there, and uh, the one time I went right first thing in the morning, and I got all the way to the top. I'm like, I looked down. I'm like, I can't do this first thing. I got to go <laughs> come back later. <laughs> I think that was pretty much the first thing I did. Yeah. But I have the problem that. Um, I'm fine with the drop. I'm fine with everything else. It's when I hit the bottom and the water pressure at the bottom of the slide just smacks into my calves and my hips. Mm. Um, and so I just get like the, the bottom calf and my hips just get incredibly bruised after about three or four goes on those kind of rides. Oh, wow. And yeah. so you do, you do this for fun, right? Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> now I gotta That's ask Adam. Of... Yes. Did, uh, at any point in your trip, did you try and use your, uh, forum points for <laughs> any special donuts or? Tim no, I, I wasn't anywhere near a Tim Hortons that I knew of. Um, <laughs> we, we did go to Outback's, to the Outback Steakhouse. Um, you guys have some very strange opinions about what Australians eat, John. No, very no. strange. When you say you guys, don't include me in that group. <laughs> yeah. For some reason we eat New Zealand lamb because it's like, I don't know, five minute drive or something. <laughs> um, so that was weird. <laughs> We don't the, have any of best, our own. Yeah. Well, the the best beer I thought that they had that was Australian beer was um, Stella Artois because the only Australian beer was Foster's and no one here drinks that. Mm. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? Uh, we had um, Earl of Sandwich, of course, which is always delightful. Mm. But, yeah, and um, Five Guys was the other, I think, main kind of um, chain kind of thing. See, I don't like Five Guys, so I don't think that. I thought it was... <laughs> See, I thought it was context good. Quote. <laughs> it was kind of good because it's a bit more like if we just go down to a fish and chip shop at home. Uh, I think they're overpriced for what they are. Eh. You do get a lot of fries, though. You do. That was ridiculous. <laughs> That's the main thing. I, yeah, I loved Five Guys when I was in New York. I lived off the one just off uh, Midtown there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there's better so, ones than the one here. I don't know. So from a guy who visited the United States to a guy who's already there, Mr. Nerd, how was your week? Um, it was okay. I, I had a, we had a three day weekend last weekend and I took an extra day and a half off. So, um, you know, I had only worked two and a half days and they were a long two and a half days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I only work four days a week. Oh. Unfortunately, I have to be there for five. But... <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how this week went. <laughs> Fair enough. And what about you, Eddie? Uh, I've been going very good. I can't complain about very much in my life, uh, except that I've tried to go on a bit of a health kick this week uh, oh, and have tried giving up processed sugar. And nice. I I generally eat a lot of sugar in life, which is one of the reasons I'm trying to give it up. And I'm on my third day at the moment, and it's like giving up cocaine. Um, just had headaches all day, sweats. I saw a candy bar packet near the train station today that was half empty. I was like, if I pick that up and lick that packet, would anyone know? Is that new low pain in my life? Does that count in the diet if I find it on the ground? And yeah, so if you hear any strange noises of that coming, um, off the mic tonight, it's probably on my end. Dear Lord, man, you're eating celery. Yeah. Trying to just eat eat a whole bunch of other things to keep me distracted off sugar. So, what would you say your uh, your biggest demon is? Is it sort of soft oh. drink, chocolate, as in confectionery, or 
I actually, I I used to be very large. I was pushing about four XL a few years ago, and I gave up uh, sugary soft drink. Uh, and I lost a ton of weight just off doing, uh, that I lost 10 kilos in a couple of weeks just by cutting out soft drink. And, um, now, now I just have the, uh, uh, max and zero stuff, which is just Mm. as bad for you with the, uh, um, black paint chemicals and all that in there. But in my mind, there's no, no sugar in it. So it's all right. Um, and yeah. And then it's usually just, um, uh, like flavored milk and that, uh, iced coffees. I'm a bad one for <laughs> grabbing in the morning if I forget breakfast or that. That's the big one I'm trying to cut out. You've got to start somewhere. So it sounds like you're on the yeah. way. Maybe yeah. we should do, um, how we used to have, uh, Captain Handyman with, with Adam. We should check in every now and then and, and see how you're going battling these addictions. Yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> Keep me on track. I've tried to cut out soda at work where I don't drink it at work. So I'll drink coffee in the morning and water in the afternoon now. Hmm. But I don't drink my coffee with anything in it, so I got a little advantage there. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'm a black coffee man myself. I'm trying to, but I'm trying oh. to cut that back too. So all no. the vices. No, caffeine's like, got to stay. You like your um your coffee like your women black and bitter. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Said I'll hate me to plan banter at. <laughs> Uh, no, no, we use Scott's uh, email address when he's not on the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Very good. Very oh. good. All right. Well, my uh, my my buying and selling has um, slowed down to a crawl after three weeks of uh, intense selling and buying. I was having a grand old time of all this money coming in, and then I was having a grand old time sending the money out by purchasing stuff, and um, it's now come to a like slow down to a complete crawl so i'm a bit of a sad panda now yeah. so, the mc hammer of the toy world that's right i'm yeah. just having all this money in my paypal account but um so i was sort of looking at my ebay sort of auctions and a couple of things that didn't sell and going oh okay it's time to start ferreting around to flog off some more stuff so but it's um it is amusing when you put something up on ebay and you 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 start it at um, $60 and it doesn't get a bid, so you relist it and you drop it to $50 and it sells and the final sell price was 68 so <laughs> Hmm. Okay. That's the way that works. Yeah, yeah, very odd. Very odd. So, but anyway. All right, well, maybe uh, we should get on with some articulated news. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Invasion of the muscle thing. They've come to drive America nuts. They're ugly. They're weird. They're tiny. They're terrible. There are hundreds of them. It's an epidemic. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And we are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And we'd just like to remind you that AFB does actually have its own Reddit, so you can actually submit news tips and whatever gets the highest votes will get incorporated into our news each week. So you can go to www.reddit.com forward slash r forward slash AFB podcast. And uh, Eddie, you've got some news. 
I do, I do, I do. Uh, this news comes to us uh, from that wonderful uh, detailed toy company, Hot Toys. Uh, first off the rank, we have the Iron Legion from Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, so these are the uh, robotic suits used by Tony as sort of crowd control and that at the beginning of the film. And uh, spoilers for the three people out there who haven't seen the movie. Um, obviously go on later to be the first basis of Ultron. So we, we've had the Ultron Mark One, and it looks like this uses a little bit of that plus, uh, being built into a, uh, full robot setup. He's gonna set you back about $194. He doesn't, uh, seem to come with, uh, too much accessories or that. He's a fairly basic, Figure, what, what do you guys think of him? Do you reckon they could have added more? Do you reckon he'll be an army builder? Actually, army builder was the first thing that came to mind. But what I thought was really odd was um, they, they talk about how he's got some interchangeable parts and you can actually remove the um, the chest plate to reveal stuff behind it. And I thought, well, the chest plate is actually where you've got that really prominent zero three, which I assume means that you know he's the uh, the Iron Legion. Uh, number three, and I thought, wouldn't there be a grand opportunity there to have a couple of swap-out parts so that you can actually change the numbers so that if you did want to army build, you know, you could actually pick up three of these suckers and, and have them numbered one, two, three? Yeah, that would be my concern because there's one of the pictures on the Sideshow site has him uh, with a second one, and mm. it's got the same zero three numbering on it, so I'm assuming that's not going to be, uh, you know, like an interchangeable sticker or uh, yeah. plate or anything like that. So already an expensive army builder, let alone one you'd need to customise a little bit uh, to yeah. build up. I mean, there's a couple of extra bits there, like the rocket pods and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I look, it is what it is, and uh, I think... Uh, it's a bit of a sad testament to the prices that, you know, we're getting a figure here that doesn't come with a lot, but it's still $200. Yeah. It's, look, for those who are in, uh, like, uh, Arnie and House Party Protocol and get everything uh, Iron Man and Marvel that come out, it's definitely a uh, cool part to uh, add into your collection, but I don't think it's one. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people will be starting with Iron Legion as their first yeah. hot toys. Look, I, I think it's, it's executed with the usual Hot Toys flair. Like, it looks stunning. It's got, you know, plenty of great detail in it. But, geez, if you're a Hot Toys Iron Man collector, you, uh, you have to wonder how many of them are still going, yeah, hooray, another one, and how many of them are just like, oh, for the love of God, please stop. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Hot Toys Iron Man collectors, uh, the other bit of news we had for them with the Avengers Age of Ultron in their 1-6 scale is the Mark 45 armor. So this is the armor that Tony wears at the end of the film. It's based <laughs> off the uh, Mac, Matt Fraction, Salvador La Roca Bleeding Edge style armor. And uh, th- this this one might be the opposite. This might be if you're looking to get a uh, Hot Toys and you're an Iron Man fan, this might be your a good starting point for it. It's a fairly basic uh, red and yellow um, set armor. Um, he's going to set you back a fair bit more, though. He's $354.99 US dollars, and that's because he's a die-cast uh, figure, yeah. so he's the uh, solid metal uh, throughout a fair bit of the figure. Um, I actually quite but- like this one. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this armor from the comics, and I like the mm. way that they redid it onto the film and the base as well. 
I do. Yeah. But he actually has some really nice add-ons, like those, um, those effects to show, you know, the thrusters coming out of his boots and the, um, the repulsor blasts as well. Um, that's not something that we normally see with the, the Iron Man figures and those like add-on laser thingy beams, whatever, you know, the, the purpley beams that come out of his forearms. That's all very clever. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen that forearm blast before. No. That's. First time with uh, this figure. There is the main picture on the Sideshow website has him holding an Ultron head, uh, which looks like it's the one off the base, but I'm pre- fairly sure that's Photoshop. I don't think mm. um, you'd be able to get that. And this uh, has swap-out damaged pieces, doesn't it? You can actually... Yeah, he's got a few scuff mark ones and that on the uh, the, the uh, breastplate there. But okay. I, I think that's the only thing that swaps... Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you could swap out the chest plate for the for a damaged one. But anyway, I mean. Look, oh yeah, yeah. So the, there's the damaged one, but I don't think he has like uh, some of the other ones have had arms and legs, uh, yeah. extra battle damage. I think it's just the chest on this one. Yeah. Jeez. Huh. He looks. He does look compared to a lot of the other Iron Man armors. This one actually looks like a guy in a suit. I think. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, mm. it's bulky, like it should be. I think. It is, yeah, yeah. I actually don't mind this one at all. I, I think what I liked about Age of Ultron 2 is it really didn't focus on Iron Man's armors. They were so busy focusing on, you know, Ultron and the Vision and things like that, that, you know, that wasn't an opportunity to, to launch three or four new sets of armor within the one film. Um, you know, Iron Man was just kind of there. They didn't make a big fuss about new suits of armor or anything like that. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. for 355 bucks, not for me. Yeah. Now, uh, still on the Avengers Age of Ultron and Hot Toys bandwagon, we have my favourite little uh, side product of Hot Toys and one where in this announcement I'm claiming uh, a bit of Action Figure Blues credit because we have <laughs> the new Cos Babies lineup and one of them we're actually getting some Black Widow uh, action. So... Uh, here at Action Figure Blues, we've been pushing for more Black Widow in Age of Ultron lineups, and uh, it looks like some toy companies are listening to us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, also, us. <laughs> yeah, also as well in this new lineup, we have uh, probably the cutest vision um, that yeah. I've seen yet, a nice cute little Ultron Prime, a Tony Stark uh, where he's taking... Uh, his helmet off, which will probably never fit back on his head there. It's tiny, <laughs> uh, on his body. Uh, the Ultron Mark 1, uh, and the Iron Man 45 again, and a War Machine, uh, Mark 2. So, uh, still a lot more. I think, uh, Ben, you and I were talking last time they released these Cos Babies and, uh, definitely still very heavy on the Iron Man side of things. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and, I, because I'm strictly a universe builder, it's the thing that I really enjoy uh, doing is really expanding that lineup. I really do. I, I quite like these. I think they're fun. I think you know, for stylized figures, they're, they're quite well executed. Particularly the um, the Ultron Mark One, the way he's sort of you know, half his head's missing, etc. And I really like these. But knowing that they're limited at the moment to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <clears throat> you know, it's a be a bit kind of um eh, for me like i'd like to get them but knowing that i'm never going to be able to expand it anytime soon um with other characters is you know it's a bit limiting and i mean you know they're no small investment a hundred bucks yeah and i should say too the uh tony stark 
uh, helmetless version is only available if you get the whole set. Um, you can't, he's, uh, not one available separately. Fair enough. Oh, and they'll be out later this year. Yeah. And rounding out my last bit of Hot Toys news, uh, one that's, I think a lot of people have expected this announcement, uh, coming for a while is the 1-6 scale Luke Skywalker, uh, from Star Wars, A New Hope. So this is him in his farm boy outfit, that nice white cloak. Uh, and he's, uh, this is a little preview image we've gotten. Uh, but it looks like he's coming with a ton of glick gear. Uh, you've mm. also got him in the, the poncho and the hat with the goggles. Uh, there's also a setup that has him, uh, with the training droid and, uh, the helmet with the blast shields down. Uh, all his sort of visor and binoculars and that, uh, connected to his belt. So, looks like he's gonna come jam packed with accessories this one. Yeah, look, it's a, a stunning figure and I think that, that portrait is, um, dead on. I think the hair's a bit dark from, from what I remember. I only watched Star Wars a few weeks ago because, um, Mrs. Shake and I decided to start watching them from the beginning. Um, and this is an amazing figure. It's just beautifully executed, as you'd expect from Hot Toys. But for those of us that have been getting the Hot Toys Star Wars figures, it's kind of like a, really? Um, you know, you guys were going okay. You know, we had Luke and then Han and Chewie and Vader and some Stormtroopers and Obi-Wan. Um, really? Another Luke? You know, you haven't done a Leia. You know, we're still waiting on sort of 3PO. And, yeah, I don't know. I just think... Very interesting choice. I mean, I, you know, I made the investment, um, for the Bespin Luke, and, and I think it's, it's probably, you know, the most stunning action figure I own. So, I'm um, not really in any great hurry to, to add this guy to my collection. I bet you know what my problem with it is. Uh, oh. Nobody? Nobody? <laughs> He's too clean. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just take him in the backyard. Yeah, would you fling fling dirt at him? Uh, you'd have yeah. to. But what if Aunt Brew just cleaned his outfit? Yeah. Um, He's got to look good when he goes to Tashi Station and pick up those power converters. Yeah, if that's exactly robot right. Chicken special. He just never yeah. looked. I mean, it never looked that white. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was always, it was a bit more of a creamy white, wasn't it? The yeah. actual. Yeah. 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 I mean, he looks like a bleach commercial there, you know? <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. Look, it's, it's very nice. It's, it's, I mean, you know, with hot toys, you, you just expect this kind of thing. So I think it's pretty amazing. Um, and that was actually brought to us via Reddit from jrod underscore HD. So, um, thanks jrod. He also submitted the, the Mark 45 one six figure as well. So thank you for your contributions. Well, thank you very much, Eddie. And now I'm going to hand over to Mr. Nerd. Well, you know, Scott collects the DC Play Arts Kai variant figures, and this time we're looking at a different one because we're looking at Star Wars and Darth Maul. So this is a uh, reimagined battle Darth Maul, I guess. Um, pretty good-looking figure, though. I mean, for the variant figures, this one doesn't look too far out of the realm of possibility, I guess. Mm-hmm. So just remind me, this is a... You know, is this a, a variant of an existing figure that's been released? Like, what's what makes yeah. it a variant? It's just their reimagining of it. I think I don't. Think okay. It's a, yeah, it's like, like the DC variant. ones. The yeah, their interpretation. Yeah, he looks pretty good. I, he's got you know like some pouches and stuff on him, and looks like some armor pieces that the the real mall doesn't have, and uh, a couple mm-hmm. of heads, um, a bazillion hands. You know. 
I must admit, some of these figures uh, I've looked at and, and I've just thought that's just it's bizarre. Like it, it, you know, only part, there's just a passing resemblance to the character it's based on. But looking at this figure, I would have no problems whatsoever if he had a look like that in the movie. Yeah, he's almost like a concept Darth Maul in a way. Mm. That's what he kind of reminds me of. Um, the, yeah. head, the head, though, they didn't really touch, so the head is just really cool looking, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. You get the one with the teeth gritted, you know, those mm. yellow, mm. nasty teeth that he had. And I, I think that's probably the one everybody's going to probably yep. put on their display rather than a neutral one. But, yeah. Three sets of hands. Yeah. I, I think this is a good-looking figure. I mean, he's even got armor on his hands, which, you know, it makes sense. Two different versions of his lightsaber, a split and unsplit. And, I, I um, think... Uh, okay. No, I should say, what I really enjoy about some of these solicitations for these items is just some of the, the promo shots are fantastic. They've um, they've given us about sort of half a dozen images to go on, and there's a, a great shot of him sort of running towards the camera with um, with half a, well, you know, a lightsaber in each hand, sort of dragged behind him. I mean, that's just, that's fantastic posing. Yeah. And they did a, they do a really good job of showing off just how poseable these figures are. Mm. Especially given the, uh, the skirting of his costume. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, it almost looks like his skirting's poseable looking at it in different, um, mm. the different pictures that seems to move around in different manners. I don't know if they're just twisting it or, um, oh, it's swappable or yeah. One of the Revoltech figures I have actually has like ball jointed, Skirts like that. <laughs> All jointed skirts. <laughs> what am I thinking of pieces. So. <laughs> Good looking. It's not unusual. It's not unusual? No, it's not, un- well, it's not unusual with a Japanese figure to have oh. ball jointed clothing. Oh. Do you have a ball jointed skirt, Adam? I have ball jointed skirting on one of the things I'm talking about tonight. Oh, well, I thought <laughs> maybe you yourself had one. I... No. Good stuff. I like 80, it. For 83 bucks, I think this is a good-looking figure. Yeah. What scale are these again? What? How, how tall do they stand? They're about, what, 8 inches or something? Yeah, I think so. On ninth scale or something? Yeah. It's something yeah. off from the regular one, I think. Yeah. I like um, it. And that was brought to us by on Reddit by J.H. Gotham. So thank you, J.H. Thank you. And next up, um, I have a Kickstarter that I wanted to mention because uh, it's by Robert Carson Max Metaxas. Um and it's collecting the art of G.I. Joe Volume 1, 82 to 83. So this is uh, like an art book of all of the original packaging and, uh, you know, some of the promo art and posters and things that, that came out with the original G.I. Joe. Um, it's on Kickstarter. So you got Kickstarter and search for uh, probably collecting the art of G.I. Joe, and, and this should come up. It's Volume 1, so I'm hoping this means he's going to continue this in a series. Um you know, it's a pretty good looking book. And if you love yeah. art, um, I, I can't see how, you know, if, if you're a G.I. Joe fan or, uh, just, you know, an eighties toy fan, I think this would be a neat, neat thing to have. Um, yeah. I like it. Yeah. You know, I, I like those kind of books. So, well, it's also that, I mean, G.I. Joe's just got such a rich history with this kind of thing. I mean, I guess much like Masters of the Universe, a lot of that sort of painted art they did for the, the various boxes and stuff is just stunning to look at. So, to see it collected in one easy to find place, you know, whether it's a coffee table book, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and and um for those unfamiliar, he did the three D Joe's posters. So um I've seen those in person and uh you know, he had a picture or he had a he has posters that have all of the Joe's from certain years on them. And then I think mm. he has one with box art on it as well. 
they're just stunning to look at in person, though. So um, keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, a good-looking thing. And, um, you know, if you're a Joe fan or an art fan, you know, if you love that art, like Ben said. I, and I think that's part of G.I. Joe's charm, or it was back then, as you could pick up one of these boxes and you kind of had this play scenario idea in your head just from looking at the box, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they often had, you know, even if it didn't come with a figure, they had a, you know, a character painted into it or multiple characters, um, yeah. you know, painted in with them. I think that was always cool, so... One thing I like about this Kickstarter is um, it's only ten bucks for shipping yeah. to international. Oh, really? Well, you yeah, well, awesome. Yeah, so good looking. Book. And it would be if you are listening to this episode as of day of download, there should be three days left to go to jump on and support this. So no excuses. No yeah. excuses. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you know, what, I mean, the main thing you have to think about like this is you, you know, you might be a. a a fan of G.I. Joe in passing, like I am. Like I, I, you know, I quite enjoy the concept and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, someone like this can get something like this off the ground with Kickstarter that it inspires people to do other things. And so then Masters of the Universe might be next. And, you know, it's through the success of this that, um, you know, we get successive projects that uh, we might be interested in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, just continuing the G.I. Joe ones, I'm sure there will be a lot of people that will be waiting for the next one with, with bated breath once they get this one. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Now they know, and knowing's half the battle. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> well, next up is just a uh, quick, quick hit of the news, and that is that Lego Doctor Who is to be released by the end of 2015. Um, Lego Doctor Who was one of the winners in the, you know, their ideas line where people submit ideas and. Mm. Uh, it will be available, according to the BBC, in all key markets by the end of 2015. So Wow. That means it must be well into production. Yeah. Yeah. And the promo image they're using are, uh, is one similar to the regular uh, New Doctor um, promo where you just see his eyes mm. and his eyebrows. Mm. And they're scary eyebrows in Lego form as well. So, um <laughs> This is something that I am absolutely not going to go near whatsoever. If there is even the slightest, no, if there's the slightest chance of the army building Lego Daleks, I'll be, a, I'll be a lost cause. And so I'll live vicariously through you guys. Adam, you're, uh, Mr. Lego, is this something you're interested in? Um, probably not because I'm not a Doctor Who fan. Uh, fair oh, enough. Man, you could put a, like a TARDIS on your main street. <laughs> yeah, I could. Just get one. I could just get a doctor minifig and dress him slightly differently. He can go around abusing the rest of the other Lego minifigs. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see how was it Underground Toys that the other like building yep. sets. Be interesting to see how these come out price wise compared to those because theirs yeah, were that... a little salty price wise here. Okay, they they actually weren't too bad um, here itself through the ABC store. Like the uh, blind bag ones for Lego were looking at about $5, but they were around uh, $3.50 for the Doctor for the Who? Blind bag. Oh, yeah, wow. the Doctor Who yeah. blind bag ones were. No, see, I, I think they were more here. here. At least where I've seen them, they were more. Okay. Oh. Might just be some distribution deal or something that the ABC store has worked out with BBC. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You guys have a little closer ties to them than, than we do here, so. Yeah, we're a big Doctor yep. Who market down here. Yeah, so, mm. Mm. Um, yeah, but that'll be cool. And I, I, I really kind of excited to see what happens with that. So, 
Mm. I'm yeah. sure Underground Toys isn't excited, but <laughs> up up next is kind of a follow up to uh, a news item we had a few weeks ago, and that is the pre order is up for Fighting Gear Gotcha Man G2 Joe the Condor, aka Jason. Yeah, aka Jason. Yep. That's how I know him. So um, I don't know if this is a direct repaint. I don't think it's exactly a repaint of of the first one, but you know this is him in his marine armor with blue highlights, um, mm. and I, I think he's a lot of people's favorite, um, <coughs> just because he was that Han Solo type character. I think that's a good comparison, actually. I'll give you that. And uh, you know he's kind of the bad boy that everybody wants to love. Okay. And he's got I... the wings, and I I think it's a good looking figure. Oh, it is. And I, I don't think his groin is as um is as obvious as it was on Mark's. Yeah, and well, I don't know if that's just because we don't have a picture where it's maybe he's just posed better for these pictures. Mm. I still think the scale is odd. Like they're about seven inches tall, so they don't scale in well with any of your other six-inch figures. Well, you could use them with your um, Alex Ross uh, Justice League. Yeah, your neck predators and stuff like that. I, I think what I need, like, I, I really like these, and what what are they? They're about um, sixty US dollars. Yeah. I I just need that little bit of um, uh, I don't know. I, I just need to be reassured that this isn't going to be it. Like, you know, I, I needed something in the, you know, the the what do you call it the. Um, you know, the press release saying something around, you know, this is figure two of five or two of six or seven. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll throw in seven's arc seven, but, Ooh. um, <laughs> otherwise I'll have, to, I'll have to paint up an R2D2. Um, I don't know. I just, I think this is a, you know, this is a, a line that I want them all. And if I'm going to be buying them, you know, three months apart, I want that reassurance that the Ooh. others will be coming Ooh. down, mm-hmm. down the line. So I, I gotta believe they will do all of them. I hope so too, but I've seen it before where they haven't. Um, The only thing I could see is tooling, you know, costing too much. Well, yeah, I can't remember who it was now, but years ago, um, somebody did, um, I think they were 10 inch figures Mm. and um, they only did the two before the line folded. So I I think I'm just a bit burnt, but looks stunning. And yeah, Yeah. I'm definitely interested. I, I think they'll, I think they'll be okay. I think, I think they'll be out there. Um, again, we have a light up chest symbol on this one as well. So. Hmm. Can I ask this, um, cause I'm going to show my age here. I know next to nothing about Battle of the Planets or Gotcha Man. Um, does, does it hold up? Like if I was to go back and watch the show now, would it stand up or is it one of those ones you're watching the time and it was of the time? I would probably try and watch a subtitled or, or dubbed version of the the original rather than Battle of the Planets. Yeah. There was a company that actually released them on DVD here in Australia and um, they released the original sort of Battle of the Planets. Um, and so that, that was great for me because I remember watching them as a kid and I remember watching Robotech and, and Rastro Boy. Um, and, and I loved Battle of the Planets. But what was really cool is on the DVD release, they actually included um, uncut original episodes. So you did actually get to see the original version with subtitles, um, without Seven, Zark Seven, uh, etc. So you know, it was quite an interesting contrast. It's quite a bit darker, isn't it? It is. It is. It actually features, um, you know, implied nudity and stuff like that. So that's the sort of stuff they had to chop out, and then they replaced it with Seven Zark Seven to sort of bump up the running time. But look, I still think the animation is um, ahead of its time. I think it was stunning, and 
Um, it's very repetitive. You know, it's the same thing every episode. You know, Zoltar does his thing and Perfect. they turn into the fiery phoenix and tiny fires some missiles and, you know, that's it for that episode. But, um, I just, I was just the right age to watch it. So, um, that holds a special place for me. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in that same place with you. Um, but I tried to watch one recently and I, I got through one episode and I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I need to go back and watch the original. And, uh, oh, for me, this sort of stuff is actually background. So, uh, you know, if I'm home by myself, which is, you know, admittedly, uh, pretty rare these days, but, um, you know, if I want to sort of spend some time with the computer, but I want some noise in the background, this is the sort of thing that I, I put on. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Derek WC could tell us some more. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me out, Derek. What what episode should I watch? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Nerd. And we're going to move on. And Adam's going to talk about stuff. Hooray. Uh, so the first thing I have is from DC Collectibles that we will get, uh, well, Jim Lee's been showing off a couple of Comic Con exclusives. I assume they're exclusives. I know one is. Um, the first one is that there is a Crypto the Pup plush. Um, I think both these are Jim Lee designed as well. It's very cute looking. Um, so yeah, it's about six inches tall. Goes for ten bucks. So I guess you're getting what you pay for. Hopefully a little bit more in this case. Uh, the other one, which I guess is what people are going to talk about more, is that there is a sketch Batman action figure. Um, I'm assuming this is going to be their six inch line based on the size of it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you can get it in, you know, a standard package of 40 bucks. There's a limited edition of 300 that goes for $300, which is 150 pieces, has a signed unique original sketch by Jim Lee. So there'll be 50, uh, each of Batman, Harley and Joker. Yeah, look, I, I think crypto's great. I, I think the plush is really something that's starting to take off. I think a few people have done some really nice um, plush recently. But in terms of the Batman, um, I'm assuming this is just a, uh, a rehash of an existing figure um, with just a different sort of deco. But, yeah, look, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not feeling it at all. So. See, I kind of dig it. Mm. Uh, it, it it's art. You know, I mean, I think you gotta realize that, that it's, it's not a, a piece you're gonna display with your, your yeah. regular, your regular yeah. one. It's more of an art piece. Oh, look, I think it's a continuation of what NEC has been doing with their, you know, video game characters just sort of bringing that, um, you know, that artistic interpretation to, to a 3D item. Um, and look, Jim Lee's a fan favorite, so people are gonna go crazy over this. Uh, even the $300 one, I can see those going for big bucks on eBay. I, I, I gotta think if you paid $300 and you got, um, like the Harley Quinn that doesn't seem to match the rest of the set, I'd mm. be a bit disappointed. Even though Harley Quinn's mm. a fantastic character, but you know, if you've got the sketch design Batman there, you'd probably kind of want Batman to be the sketch that's yeah. in the um, box opposite. Yeah. It was- I can see you standing in line and then going, can I get one of the limited edition ones? And they hand it over and it's Harley and it's like, yeah, that's great, yeah. but I just don't like Harley at all. So, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I mean, look, for a, for a limited edition San Diego Comic Con exclusive, you know, this is pretty sleek. I think this is the sort of thing that people will, um, will really go well, for. I, I think mm. it's, it, it, this is what a, a Comic Con exclusive should be. Mm. You know, yeah. it's not something that everybody's going to want, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you're a comic fan or, or a Batman fan or, an, you know, a Jim Lee fan, you can go seek it out. Yeah. We're looking at you, Mezco. 
Even your <laughs> bloody Walter White. Yeah. All right, anyway, what else you got, Adam? You just gave them an idea. Now they're going to do a bloody version of Walter White. Oh, they're yeah. going to do a comic, be comic book, black and white version. Jim Lee with blood. White. With blood. With blood. <laughs> and lines. <laughs> Ugh. Excellent. Uh, next thing I've got is um, Star Ace Toys, who I, I know well. I'm sure we all do. I'm sure we've all got, our, our, we've all got our kickback for the week. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, they are doing a one-sixth scale Mad Eye Moody. So we're talking Harry Potter here, for those of you not up to speed yet. Uh, he's coming with three interchangeable hands, one's for um, holding wand, for holding staff, for holding polyjuice potion. So he comes with a wand, a staff, a polyjuice potion flask. He comes with a magical effect, flash effect for his wand. Um, That's cool. He also, yeah, he also has um, a a stand for himself. Um, the details you'd expect to be there are there. So his, um, his magic eye, you can move that around like crazy, and he's got a prosthetic leg. Uh, he's got his trench coat, etc., etc. Looks like it's a pretty good representation to me. Does anybody remember that leg? Yes. Yeah. I remember he had a, a, a fake leg, but I didn't remember ever seeing it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to be the, uh, you know, the, the, the Eddie to, to this particular piece of news and go, um, I haven't actually seen the movie. Um, <sighs> is the portrait, uh, a good rendition of the character? Yeah. I mean, it yes. looks beautifully done. I'm just wondering, you know, I'm trying to picture the actor that it's based on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fairly yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. I suppose for 205 bucks, that's starting to get up there, so you'd want some pretty good stuff. I, I think yeah. they've missed out, though, on uh, an exclusive. They, they, they could have um, included another head and had this be really cool. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Because, you know, I can they, guarantee that yeah. one day I won't get around to watching it. They, they've yeah. included the polyjuice potion. Yeah. So why not include the other head? Because I, I, yeah. I think the uh, the cost for that actor's other head uh, might be yeah. Uh, yeah. more than a $205 price point. Well, he's not doing anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. And what I also like is um, Star Race seem to be committing to, to these licenses and we're actually starting to get a bit of a um, pretty good breadth of characters, which is nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, cool. I'm sure he's somebody's favorite. I mean, they'll, they'll be glad. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, right. Moving right along, we have uh, Biff Bang Power announcing further figures in their Saturday Night Live weekend update uh, line. So they have an Amy Poehler and a Tina Fey. They're both three and a half inches tall, and they come in a set of two. And they have like a the the packaging makes like a desk. Thoughts on this yeah, one? Yeah, someone's going to have to fill me in on this. I feel like I've completely missed something here. What? Well, we don't get Saturday Night Live. Well, I think we do. Oh, on wow. The cable uh, Foxtel, yeah. Uh, um, so I think it's I've seen maybe three episodes in my whole life. So. They kind of do a uh, mock news update every yeah. every weekend, and this is their weekend update desk. Gotcha. Never, and that's like a key segment of the show that's been around for years and years. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Chevy Chase used to do the weekend update when he was on Saturday Night Live. Right. Oh, he, looks like you can pick these up actually at the Entertainment Earth um, booth at the con. Yeah, limited I think to the, just limited to just twenty four hundred sets. Oh. 
I think a lot of people are going to want it just because of what it is. And you got Tina Fey in there and she has a fair amount mm-hmm. of popularity. So I, I think it'll be yeah. a popular set. I, I wouldn't mind having it just for the weekend update diorama. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. that, that's the coolest thing. But the, um, the head sculpts, I don't know if they got the actors likenesses cause it, it doesn't really look like Tina Fey or Amy Poehler from the picture right. that I'm seeing here. Maybe they're going for that whole vintage look. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, too, with um, 2,400 sets, that's you know, hopefully they release that as you know maybe 600 a day for the four days, as opposed to just 2,400 until they're sold out. I would be surprised if they sell out. I bet they have these on their site after. Yeah, yeah, they'll turn up here at some reject shop or something like that. Well, Entertainment Earth will have them, and they'll probably sell out on their site. Well, I noticed the uh, the Marvel Legends Guardians of the Galaxy set that was an Entertainment Earth exclusive was listed on the Big Bad Toy Store. Yes. Mm. So, mm. so much for that. Maybe it was an Entertainment Earth exclusive for a week or something. So, well, no, or they or they've ordered some. Yeah. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Adam, and you've uh, got a last bit of news, and yeah, cool. I sure do. So my last bit of news is that um, we finally have painted shot or painted pics of um, Sailor Pluto from Figure Arts' Sailor Moon line. Um, not the last one I think that they'll be doing, so they've still obviously not put a date on it yet. Um, they have also... So this was our first sighted unpainted back in February along with... Uh, was it one of the bad guys as Sailor Moon? Um, so that figure also hasn't been announced as a, or given a date. So we've got those two and then I'm not sure whether or not they're actually going to start doing the bad guys actually dressed as bad guys, but there you go. So how many planets have they got left to do? I think they've pretty much done the lot. And, and does, does Pluto get reclassified? Uh, it's yeah, joke. this, yeah, <laughs> it, but the series wrapped up before that happened, John. Oh, yeah. I've never watched it. I need to watch it. You need to tell me where to start. Start by watching Sailor Moon. Or you can read the comics and then you have to start with say, uh, Super Sailor V, I think. Huh. <laughs> if you say so. And then the main character for that becomes Sailor Venus. Huh. There you go. <laughs> Fair I'm only slightly <laughs> confused now. Yeah. Excellent. All and right, that's well, my news done. Great. Thank you, Adam. And moving on, I shall finish things off. And, well, one of the... Uh, you just can't have enough Hulkbuster, can you? No. Everybody's sick of Hulkbuster now? Yeah. You know, Bustin does make me feel good. Mm. All right, well, if you, if you didn't think there was enough Hulkbuster options, you will be thrilled to find out that uh, SH Figure Arts are releasing a Hulkbuster, and uh, you're probably already starting to shudder at the idea of a price um, because uh, figure arts aren't cheap. And um, this one is nine and a half inches tall and will fit in nicely with the rest of your figure arts collection, um, but will set you back a whopping $285. So, yes. But look, we're talking about um, nine plus inches. We've got plenty of articulation, and we have LEDs in the head, chest, and knees. I don't know why you need LEDs in your knees, but anyway, there you go. So, uh, look, absolutely stunning figure. I mean, this is just—I think this is as detailed as the the Hot Toys figure, um, and you know, half the price, but it's also mm. half the size. 
So, hey, you know, just another Hulkbuster option for you, depending on uh, how big your wallet is. So this would look fantastic in your uh, Marvel Legends collection. Yeah. But, what? You know, what do the hand? The hands are they actually finger articulated? Almost looks uh, like it. Yes, they are. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and then just under his knees, there's little lights there's, that light up. So yeah, it's pretty. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with the range of um, articulation. It's got some pretty wicked poses in the uh, the promo shots that we've seen. So, but yeah. then, you know, for 285 bucks for a nine inch figure, uh, I'm kind of expecting to have all that and more. So, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, very uh, nice. Look, yeah, sorry, Adam. Okay. I was just going to no, say that no. Hulk is, is announced as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to be doing the whole crew. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on and the folks at Mezco who have the license for Mortal Kombat or perhaps just Mortal Kombat 10. Anyway, um, they are releasing those six inch figures that we've talked about a few times, but they've now announced that they are doing 12 inch Mortal Kombat figures. Um, and the good thing about these is they, uh, the first, as soon as I saw them, I sort of thought, Hmm, they look pretty cheap and that's actually because they are. So, you know, 12-inch, 1-6 scale, that's the same as most Hot Toys, um, but they're a fraction of the price. They are just $36 each. Mm. So I assume these are the mm. sorts of things that we will eventually find in our Toys R Uses and whatnot, so that's pretty cool. Um, you're only looking at about a dozen points of articulation, so I'd say that's all the basics, including you know the elbows and, and knees. Um, interchangeable hands, and we are getting... Uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. So both look uh, pretty darn cool. Scorpion can put his swords in his backpack. Sub-Zero comes with a um, uh, couple of little sort of icicle-y attachment thingies. Um, good. I'm, I'm glad they tried to keep the price down on these because so, they still look pretty decent. And for 36 bucks, geez, that's not that much more than you know what we pay for six-inch figures. Yep. So. Is that game out now, Mortal Kombat X? It is, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we get that in Australia? Yeah, I'm this sure one didn't did. get banned. I remember Excellent. seeing the, um, the posters in JP Hi-Fi. Hmm. All right, and in our very last piece of news for the night, we get to see the final packaging for the uh, the NECA um, Dark Horse Comics Anniversary Predator. Um, I think we did actually talk about this uh, a few episodes ago that um, NECA were doing something for the, the 30th anniversary of sorry, the 25th anniversary of Dark Horse's um, Predator comics. And if you remember, the very first Dark Horse Predator comic has that um, Predator up on a rooftop sort of looking up at the sky with a you know red background, and he's predominantly blue uh, in the way the art was done. And they have replicated that quite well. So this is a full window box with a, um, what do they call it, the fifth fifth panel with the yeah. flap that, that opens up. Um, and when the... On it. Yeah, it's actually pretty nifty, and it uh, uh, opens up, and you've got lots of artwork from that original Dark Horse comic, um, plus the uh, the Predator within, looking pretty groovy, and the, the the box sort of style to look like the city around him. So I think they've actually done a really good job with this. Quite nice. So will will this be making it to the Mister Ben collection? Yeah, look, I I was um, lucky enough to be in the comic shops when um, Dark Horse started publishing Aliens and Predator, so I've got all the original. Um, comics and was was picking them up as they came out. Um, I remember when the the prices for these comics just went through the roof, and I'd actually picked up about three or four sets of each. So um, I made out like a bandit 
back in the day selling um, my extras. So, mm. so yeah, I've got a bit of an affinity for these guys, and uh, I'm I'm really impressed. So, yeah, good yeah, work, Randy. Yeah, I'm hoping this becomes a uh, like their video game one. They start doing a couple of different ones inspired on the comic versions of some of yeah. their character licenses because yeah. yeah, there's some beautiful work in here. Mm, absolutely, and look, you know, Necker are starting to run a bit thin with their Predator license in terms of. Um, making some stuff up and there's actually been some really really good predator stories over the years from dark horse so if the license actually allows them to pick up some of those interpretations of the character and and make them as action figures i'll be uh, very impressed Hmm. what we should do is make a fan film of uh predator coming on action figure blues and then that way randy will have to make a predator toy of Uh, action figure blues and free advertisement yeah I yeah. I i think that's the thing (laughs) <laughs> we really are due to get Randy back on the show. Um, yeah. So I think Randy was on episode 38 of... Was it that far back? Yeah, it was, actually. Oh. Yeah. 38 of our podcast, and um, it was um, it was a, a massive download, that one. Like, we didn't even have the Facebook page to, to pimp it, and it um, had a huge number of downloads. So, hmm. you know, uh, probably something to do with the fact that he's a really nice guy, so... Hmm. Yeah. Hey. Well, right. I have to I have to say though that he is probably one of the coolest people on social media working mm. with toys. Oh, oh, I love his Twitter. You know. Yeah. Um yeah, he definitely goes out of his way to make sure the fans are satisfied. Yeah, uh, and he's he's very honest too, which I quite like. Yeah. Uh on his uh, social media he'll he'll let you know what he thought of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey look, if there's any doubt that Randy's not a cool guy, just um go and take some time to look up the story behind the uh, the Necker um, uh, Kyle Windrick's aliens figure, uh, and you'll just see how cool this guy is. Yeah. So, tip yeah. of the hat to the man. All right. Well, that wraps up the articulated news, and we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Hi, my name is. Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. And since John's here with us tonight, hey, go for it. You know, I think I might have finally stumped some people, because (laughs) even even with the little hiccup in the upload this week, um, as of recording, nobody's made a guess on this one, so... Um, we'll pull play it right here. You push the chain and transform a cement truck into a vicious beast with jagged jaws. Cool! Any guesses, guys? Eddie, surely you gotta guess. Uh, no, I had nothing for this one. I think I, was it like monster trucks? Eh, kind of. Kind of. Ah. Mm, I'm gonna, we're gonna know this, aren't we? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is a Hot Wheels Sliminator. That's what I was going to say. Oh, oh you, you lied. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a Hot Wheels Sliminator, and I was trying to throw you guys off thinking it was a Transformer. That so. was honestly going to be my second guess after Mask. I like my <laughs> brand title better. Yeah. Has there been a toy line called Monster Trucks that are trucks that be. are monsters? I, that yeah, should be a thing. Me. Copyright action figure blues. Yeah. 
That's, I, I, I must admit, what, watching Monster Jam is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> what is that? It's basically just half hour of monster trucks. Huh. huh. Yeah. That's a thing now? Yeah, yeah. It's on, um, in Australia, it's on channel 50 at about 7. Oh, actually, I forget what time it's on. It must be on at about 6.30 or 7 on a Saturday night. So, okay. and when I put the tadpoles to bed, um, and that's all over and done with and everything goes well, I get to sit down and watch about the last five to ten minutes of it while Mrs. Shake just sits there and shakes her head. I, I don't think it's as big here as it used to be. Hmm. It's, it seemed like, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s, everybody had wanted the big jacked up truck here, and I, I think that's kind of past. You don't see them as much. Hmm. Petrol hmm. prices. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good part of it. Truism. But hey man, rolling them over. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're actually illegal. Yeah, you. Um, yes, Australia has very, very strict um, rules and regulations about those kind of modifications. So you couldn't have one of those jacked up trucks if you wanted to. Really? Yeah, yeah. You, you can't go over a certain amount. So yeah. um, things like the rims feel wheels. Um, they can't be more than two inches above whatever the biggest factory wheel the, the vehicle came with. Mm. So, and tires are the same. Interesting. Hey, hey, do you have a new sound? Yes, I do. Why don't we play that here? This Should we play it one more time? Everybody? Yeah. Yep. Play yeah, it one more yeah. time? Okay, we'll play it again. This and Eddie, yep. If you thought you knew what that was, where would you go? I would head over to the afbforum.com and venture a guess on the name that thread. And nice. Adam, mm. if they got it right, what would they get? Prestige, glory, bragging rights, and AFB forum points. That can be redeemed at places that possibly include Tim Horns, but unlikely. Yeah, the one here in Fort Wayne now does not take them. Yeah. <laughs> you got to flirt with the girl, too. I said that. Well, my, my wife was there, so, you know, there's only so much of that that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, though, they said that you're a host of the show and you're not qualified, so. I don't know. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. But um, then if uh, you... Uh, wanted something a little easier, you could go over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We play the picture version, you still guess in the AFB form, and you still get points. So, you could uh, you know, still redeem them for something somewhere in the toy yep. universe. <laughs> Excellent. Alright, well thank you Mr. Nerd and coming up next is our first Toy of the Week. Transform a cement truck into a vicious beast with jagged jaws. Cool! Sliminator takes to the sky. Attack back! He captures the enemy and gives them the slime of their lives. <laughs> Sliminator, he's one slimy character. Slimy! Attack back Sliminator comes with slime gel. You put it together. Other vehicles sold separately. New from Hot Wheels. 
Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might just talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And we have three this episode, and number one kicking off is Adam. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Ben. This week I talk about a figure that was released this year, I got it this year, and that is SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Broly. So for those that are not heavily into Dragon Ball Z, Broly actually doesn't appear in the main series. He appears in three movies, um, starting with Legendary Super Saiyan Broly, then it's, I think, Return of Broly, and then there's um, some kind of other thing, I can't remember which one that's called, where it's some kind of artificial thing based on Broly's cells. Uh, the important point to note out of all of that is if you follow the strict canon laid out in the manga, he doesn't exist. So he's the first, <laughs> he's the first one in the figure arts line, um, or first character in the figure arts line that isn't from the manga to begin with. Um, that said, he's still a magnificent looking figure. He goes for about 68 bucks US, brand new. Um, the packaging is what you'd expect from figure arts, except that it's a hell of a lot bigger. Um, when you get him out of the packaging, you'll see why he's pretty much, I don't know, half a figure taller than any of the other characters so far. Um, and he is probably about three times their weight. I would have a hazard a guess at. I can see why. Yeah. So he's ridiculous. So the backstory on Broly is, um, when Goku is a baby on planet Vegeta, um, Broly is in the next, um, essentially cradle thing, like in a maternity ward. Goku has a, a pathetic battle power of like five or something silly, and Broly's is already ridiculously high. Um, Goku kicks Broly or makes him cry somehow, so he hates Goku for the rest of his life. Um, unlike the rest of the Saiyans in Dragon Ball Z, Broly can naturally turn into a Super Saiyan, which makes him incredibly powerful. Um, and so to clarify, this is Broly as a Super Saiyan and not Broly as a um, mind-controlled normal Saiyan. For the rest, for those of you that aren't into Dragon Ball Z, that was a bunch of gibberish. So we'll get back <laughs> to talking about the toy. Uh, so the sculpt. Look. I was a bit dubious when this came out as to how good it'd look because it is so big. Like he's he's hyper muscled. Like you know, I don't think I've you'd actually be able to produce a human being this big, even with all the steroids possible. Um, he's, he's making me feel pretty um, inadequate. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I need to get into the gym. Like those pecs are something else. Yeah, it, it's overall ridiculous, um, which is pretty much the character to a T. But. You know, you still get um, good rotation on all the joints. I guess um, the forearms only or don't really rotate um, below the elbow, so they, the elbow rotates and then the hand rotates, which, okay, fair enough. Um, I have a feeling the feet might not rotate very well below the knees, might just rotate at the ankle. I haven't played with it that much. Now that I've got him post, I want him, I'm not really game to touch him and play around with it too much. Um, but you know, he's got a stomach crunch. He's got waist rotation. His neck is actually two, um, ball joints or two swivel hinge ball joint things in there. Um, which is ridiculous, but you kind of need it if you're going to have that head sitting on top of those shoulders. <laughs> um, 
The front sash on his skirt is articulated for those that want to play with his skirt. Um, but yeah, it's a really good figure for the size. So, you know, there's got to be at least 30 points of articulation in there somehow. Um, what I'm, I'm super impressed with how they did the, cause he's got double jointed knees, but they're the way they sculpted them. Yeah. That knee piece is just pretty darn cool. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the, um, Dragon Ball Z figures all have kind of the ruffledy gi pants and they all have good, like the, the knee blends in pretty seamlessly. So I think that's, you know, it's just generally good all overall. Um, so posability, yeah, um, I think if you're trying to stand him up on his feet, he's fine. They give you a flight stand that comes with the figure. Um, like a lot of figure arts flight stands, you, once you get it in the position you want, you probably just need to tighten the screws up a bit. If you don't do that on this guy, he will definitely bring the flight stand down, so bend the, <laughs> at the joints. Um, so I've gotten around that by using a, another flight stand piece, holding him up via the crotch, um, as you would expect for someone like that. Probably won't impact his genitals at all. Um, Accessories-wise, he has the flight stand. Uh, he has three key blasts, which I'm not using at the moment. Uh, there's two additional portraits and only two additional sets of hands. So for figure arts, yes, that's, you know, small. So given the overall size of the figure, you can see they've probably had to skimp out on some of the extras just to kind of bring the cost back down a bit. Um, okay, John. Is that John? Oh, I see. No, no. Okay. After fists, though, I don't know that you need a whole lot of hands. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty much, it's fists, it's um, kind of uh, palms out ready to grab someone and palms out ready to use a key blast to blow the crap out of someone. Sorry, um, can I just go back and, and yes. ask, you know, if this guy's just sort of standing, you know, to attention, how how tall would he be? I mean, I know he's got that massive hair, et cetera, but so how tall would he scale compared to a Marvel Legends? He would be, I'm just having a look around because most of my Legends have been put away. He would easily be on the giant man builder figure. I reckon he'd be past giant man's crotch easily. Okay. That's that's probably a good seven inches at least. Yeah, I'd say okay. he's probably seven eight inches. Cool. Based on how how he towers over the rest of them, and they're about six ish, five six. So, so does that mean in terms of the, like the you know the, the typical sort of window box packaging they come in that? Um, yep. He would, the, the box is considerably bigger than a normal, yeah, you know, so, figure series. So I'm looking at what else I've got and, or that I haven't opened yet. And I've got the Gamera monstrous that I haven't opened. Yeah, yeah. This box isn't as thick as that one. Um, yeah. but it's probably about at least 75% in terms of the height of this compared to the length of the Gamera box. Right. I was just wondering, like, you know how with uh, in Star Wars Black, you know, they managed to squeeze Chewbacca into the regular-sized box. I, I assume they had no choice but to go with a specially designed box. Yeah, it's it's significantly bigger. Cool. Hmm. All right, sorry. <laughs> Bit of a digression there. Um, I mean, if you look at the paint, um, the musculature is really well done. You kind of expect that. It's really just, you know, good shading of pink. The pants, again, it's really just kind of white with bits of blue wash and highlight. Um, the hair is a little bit interesting um, because it's still the Super Saiyan yellow, but because his his key aura is green, it's got a green highlight. 
um, which stands out from the rest of the guys. But, yeah, it, it's a great figure. Um, as far as rating it, I mean, you've got to take into account um, the price of this thing, but you've also got to take into account the size of it. Um, so I think it's actually hard to work out what's a, a fair score. It's got to be at least an eight, whether it pushes a nine is, I guess, open for, for personal opinion. Um, I probably reckon it's probably an eight for me. And I'm pretty sure people that are strongly attached to the character would rate it a ten. Hmm. Cool. Hmm. Very nice. Oh, that's yeah. something different. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. I like it. I did, oh. um, I used to like I had back in the day the old, uh, Dragon Ball Z figures from Bandai, the ones with like two points of articulation <laughs> each. <laughs> and yes. Yeah, and I remember being wrapped with Broly because he was in the same wave as, like, the five-year-old Gohan, and I brought them at the same time just to make it sort of balance because the five-year-old Gohan was, like, two inches of plastic, and then the Broly was, like, seven inches in the one, and it just it felt like because they were the same price, my money balanced out a bit more (laughs) getting those two together. Excellent. Nice. All right, well... Thanks, Adam. And that wraps up our first Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. It's Dr. Killamoff, the evil alien who wants to pollute the whole world. He's going to smogify every tree in Tromaville. But look who's going to stop him. It's Toxie, the trendy yet hideously deformed leader of the Toxic Crusaders, who, with their help, really gums up the works. I'm toxic, but I'm tasteful. How does he do it? What does she see in him? Where did he get that tutu? Toxic Crusaders, they're gross. But they still get girls. Hideously deformed action figures from Playmates. Well, we're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss pretty much what we've bought or pre-ordered or stolen or otherwise, uh, you know, acquired. And, um, oh, I don't know, uh, John, what have you picked up? I went back, I remember last week I said I got the uh, Daenerys Game of Thrones. Ah, yes. Um, I went back to that same store and I got the Tyrion hand version because it was Walgreens exclusive. So I went back and got him. And this is going to kill Ben, but I only paid five bucks. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Doesn't matter. I've got one. That's all that matters. Now he is full price at the other Walgreens I stop at. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know what the deal was there, but they had two last week when I was there and this was the last one. So somebody else had picked one up too at that price. I actually think. This version is far superior to the regular one. Well, I I think it makes more sense. I mean, he was only in armor a few times, and this yeah. one, he was around yeah. for a good part of the season. Mm. Um, there's actually somebody at work that just started watching Game of Thrones, and it's killing me to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> one episode at a time. Yeah, and, and he, he tries to talk to me, and I'm like, I I can't tell you. <laughs> I just can't tell you. <laughs> and then. Uh, we were at uh, Tuesday Morning, which is a uh, kind of like a discount store, overstock, end-of-line store, you know, kind of thing. And I picked up a Transformer. A Transformer. A Transformer. Which one? You got to tell um, us which one. It's from the last movie line. It is Hound, Autobot Hound. Okay. Uh, is it the Voyager one, the big one? He's not real big. I mean, he's maybe six inches tall, five inches tall when he's transformed. Does he come? Unlike you. Well, the price was right. He was dollars. 
Is it the one that comes with like twenty guns? No. no. Each ah okay. Not the Voyager. No, it's the next one down. Ah, okay. It's not the little tiny ones, it's the next size up. Yeah. Like the mid-size one. Because there was a, um, I, I, I thought you might have grabbed the Voyager one, was uh, actually designed by a few G.I. Joe guys, mm. and that's uh, got some fantastic weapon storage and all that uh, throughout him. No, this this is the one that would normally run about 15 bucks. Ah, uh, yep, yep. 15, 20 bucks, so. And you know what? I got him, and... um He's in vehicle mode in the package, and I bet I spent 45 minutes trying to figure out how to get him, <laughs> like, like back. No, he's not in vehicle mode, so I had to put him in the vehicle mode. I could not figure it out. And <laughs> I'm, like, looking at the instructions, and I'm going, okay, I see what they're doing, but it doesn't fit together. So <laughs> apparently the first picture meant you had to turn his gun 180 degrees, and I was not picking up on that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's the best yeah. way to do it. The instructions <laughs> are often incorrect that you get uh, with those figures. Well, I'm I'm sitting there going, I have a degree in engineering. I think I can figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, Eddie, you seem to have had a pretty good week. I have. I've gone a little bit crazy, um, trying to cure my sugar addiction by, uh, my figure addiction. Uh, <laughs> so I picked up, first thing I picked up was the DC collectibles Harley Quinn. So that's based on the Amanda Connor Jimmy Palmiotti run where she's a roller derby and they've really captured the Amanda Connor, uh, in this sculpt. And I, uh, do very much like this figure so much so it actually convinced me to go out and buy the trade and, it's actually a fairly good series. I mean, when we were talking on social media this week about how much DC I've dropped, but uh, this is one mm. series that's actually managed to win me over. Uh, speaking of Harley, I uh, also picked up a few of the Arkham Knight series, so based on the new video game. So I got Harley, Scarecrow, and the Red Hood figure uh, that I'll be talking about a little later. And to add to John's uh, Funko legacy, I finished off my Magic the Gathering Funko legacy, so I picked up uh, the three girls from that series, and uh, I'll be speaking about one of those definitely a little later. Mm. And I got notice that my uh, Firefly and Rocketeer from the Funko legacy are on their way to me, so it should be arriving any day now. Geez, you're making out like a bandit. Ah, uh, yeah, but bandits don't pay for it. I've paid for it, unfortunately. <laughs> lot of lot of two minute noodles this week, I think. Yeah, <laughs> far out. All right, uh, Adam. Well, just before I went away, I had buy a box arrived from Big Bad, so I have uh, my Broly. I have a Figure Arts Card Captor Sakura. Uh, I have Figure Arts Android 16, Dragon Ball Z, Figure Arts Sailor Uranus, Sailor Neptune, a Monster Arts Gamera, and I got. A set of the orange and a set of the grey uh, explosion effects as well from the I think that's just bluefin Tamashi. But yeah. So I've had a good lot. <laughs> yep. And I've pre ordered Sailor V and Super Sailor Moon. I keep meaning to get some of those explosion effect packs. They stack up, don't they? I think they do, yeah. I think you can put them as three separate Explode, small explosions or one big explosion. But I haven't tried putting them together to see if I can make the grey and the orange combine into one an even bigger oh, that, explosion. 
that would be cool. I mean, even if you just swapped out one of them, you know, like the bottom one was gray and the other two were. Yeah, so you'd be able to do that for sure. But Oh, that'd be cool. Huh. Yep. Damn it, now I might have to get both of them. And you, Mr. Ben? Um, I finally, um, because I, I wasn't really looking, so it came as a pleasant surprise, um, got up to date with the Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures. This is the, um, the four inch ones. And I uh, finally picked up Tiger Claw, Bebop and Rocksteady. So I think in terms of actual releases in Australia, that brings me up to date. So I know there's more already on the way, but it's nice to not actually have to go hunting for anything. So. Yeah, what are what are your thoughts? Your initial thoughts on B-pop and Rocksteady? Yeah, look, I like most people. You know, I grew up um, on the the cartoon, so you've got that sort of um, that particular interpretation of the characters, and um, you know, I knew they were going to be different because um, you know anyone who has been introduced into the the new show who um, has a legacy with, you know, the, the older show and thing like that has been re, um, reimagined. So I knew these guys would actually be reimagined as well. And um, I, I'm pretty pleased because I've seen the episodes that they're in and uh, I quite enjoyed them. So, yeah, look, short answer, I, I think they're fine. I think they've um, they've adapted quite well to, to the new show. So. Well, that's good to hear. How do you think of them in the new movie? Uh, uh, well... You know, the casting is exactly. interesting. For, uh, it's uh, the dad of the uh, kid in the wheelchair on Malcolm in the Middle is playing Bebop, which uh, was not uh, the first casting choice that came to mind for me. Uh, Look, I, for, thought but, that, I thought the Michael Bay film was um, abhorrent. Uh, I really didn't <laughs> enjoy it at all. I, I really just... I think it just failed on, on every level. Um, I don't think it was exciting. I don't think it was well written. I just, yeah, I just didn't find it to be, um, in, engrossing at all. So I really don't have any real interest in the, uh, the next version other than the fact that Stephen Amell is, um, is going to be Casey Jones. I think that'll be the only thing that'll possibly get me to watch it. But, um, if the trailer looks that bad, I won't bother. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if no one else has anything else to report, we'll come back with our second Toy of the Week. Bullet Man, the Human Bullet. Introducing Bullet Man, the Human Bullet. And make power Atomic Man and Eagle Eye G.I. Joe with moving eyes. You can make Joe's eyes move. Imagine the Great Silver Cup. And their mission is to break through the fortress and recapture the cup. You can send Bullet Man. Bullet Man, the Human Bullet. Mission accomplished. New Bullet Man, the human bullet, Eagle Eye, G.I. Joe with moving eyes and Mike Power, Atomic Man. Well, it is time for our second Toy of the Week, and in our continuation of non-statue-related reviews, Eddie is going to take us through something he picked up. Take it away. Okay, so I'm talking about the DC Collectibles Red Hood GameStop exclusive uh, Arkham Knight figure. Uh, So he's based on the... Well, I'm assuming Jason Todd character. We don't actually know. Uh, the game isn't out yet whether it's still going to be Jason Todd uh, in the game, uh, but we can assume so. So he is a GameStop uh, exclusive in the States. You can only pick him up at uh, the video game stores GameStop. But here in Australia, he was actually made exclusive to the Electronics Boutique video game stores, and he was a bit of a weird one. He just started turning up in stores randomly 
And uh, speaking to a few different people, what I was able to work out is that uh, basically each st- uh, electronics boutique store has gotten one of these figures in. So if he sells at your electronic boutique store, that's it, he's sold. And uh, it took me a while to actually track one down. Uh, I thought I'd gone to all the electronic boutiques in Melbourne and then one day I decided to visit uh, a desolate part of Melbourne known as the Wharf City, uh, hmm. which is a shopping centre they tried to set up uh, in a very Queensland style uh, out near the water, uh, which is often uh, quite empty and uh, not a few people walking around, but they do have an electronics boutique there, and I popped in there and uh, thought I had missed it and couldn't see anything, and just before I walked out I noticed on the very bottom shelf hidden behind some uh, Assassin's Creed mega blocks. <laughs> uh, was this red hood sticking out and I was, uh, in ecstasy. I was wrapped and it has been quite a few years. I, I, I really haven't been able to think of the time I've been more excited to find a figure on the stands. I'd sort of forgotten what it felt like, uh, in this day and age of internet and going around and just being able to buy things, uh, straight off the net, uh, that sort of thrill of the hunt and going around and, uh, looking for things and uh, the thrill of the hunt's only good when you finally actually find something, which uh, in this case was quite good because uh, at the moment he's commanding a fairly uh, high price on the secondary markets. He's looking to set you back about 80 to 90 Australian dollars uh, to get him in or he's 38 in store. So it's a fair bit of a difference for a new figure. Now, speaking to a few of the electronic boutique employees uh, who said that each store is getting uh, one figure each. I have also heard rumours that some of them are holding back their release uh, for when the actual game comes out. So uh, just because your store doesn't have him in there at the moment doesn't mean that he won't be coming. Um, yeah. Apparently they're meant to hold it till the actual game gets released, but a lot just put their figure out early. Yeah. So um, I, if, if he's not at your local store, I wouldn't be um getting desperate just yet. I'd wait till the one comes out. But how does the figure hold up? So he's as I said, he was released this year. Uh he'll set you back about thirty eight Australian dollars. I think he was around the twenty to twenty five mark in the US, but uh not too sure uh on that because the ones I've seen on the secondary market have been uh, a very inflated price. He comes in the exact same uh, style box as the other Arkham Knight figures, uh, very similar to these new six inch, uh, type figures that, uh, have been getting done with, say, Arrow or the Flash TV series, but with an Arkham Knight box design, uh, and it's very collector friendly. You can just slide open a panel on the side, pull out the plastic tray, get the figure out, and once you're done with them, uh, put them back in the box and, uh, slide them in. Uh, as for sculpt, he's fantastic. He's a hundred percent brand new sculpt. Uh, he's looking like a very pieced together kind of guy. He got sort of a uh, very motorbike look. His jacket's a fantastic, uh, motorbike style jacket with, uh, not sort of just black leather, but he's got, uh, white line padding and you can see where, uh, the pads for the motorbike and that would be. He's got a detailed t-shirt with a few straps, uh, little bits of uh, ammo belts put around him and a uh, 
His head's that sort of futuristic style uh, red hood that you saw in the Judd Winnick run of the character, that sort of just solid round face. And then he's also got a uh, hood of a shirt underneath that's uh, coming up over it, and that's a bit of a soft plastic. Uh, so that's uh, very nice. And uh, while there's plenty of paint apps on him, they've done quite a few uh, different paint hits on him so you can see all lots of different colors and varieties but it's also probably the weakest point in the figure there's a couple of points where the paint's slightly off in a few areas and particularly on his chest he's got a robin symbol painted on and it's meant to look as if it's just been spray painted on a t-shirt but um the effect of it does make it look like it also might have just been um, a slightly missed paint app, so it's sort of hard to tell what was meant to be uh, done in certain ways and what ones uh, have been missed. And he's got the same symbol uh, on his back that has a little bit of the uh, same issue uh, there as well. But for the most part, the paint apps are fairly good. Uh, there, He's got quite a few... Uh, number of joints and articulations. I meant to count it earlier, but I forgot. But he's got uh, ball-jointed head, he's got waist joint, he's got waist twist, uh, ball-jointed um, at the waist, double ball jo- uh, double uh, hinged knees, um, ankle joints with ankle rockers, uh, he's got double hinged elbows, uh, ball joints at the shoulders, bicep twist, uh, he's... Um, uh, wrists have ball joints as well as uh, swivels in there. So, yeah, uh, definitely quite a few points. You can get him in quite a few good uh, poses there. And in terms of accessories, he comes with two custom pistols. So uh, I'm assuming these are meant to be sort of like stun blasters or that uh, that you'll get to use in the video game. But they're fairly nicely designed. They've got... Some nice paintwork, some lovely wooden handles, and uh, the little robin symbols uh, put on that. So, uh, all in all, as a figure, um, he's fantastic, and I, I think this whole uh, Arkham Knight line has been really, really brilliant with the quality uh, they've put into it. And I've even just noticed he's got uh, these metal shins on his legs, and they've actually got brilliant little light scratches on them that make him look like they've been uh, fairly worn and torn, so some lovely washes. Uh, on here, so uh, in terms of a dolly rating, I think I'd probably have to go uh, nine and a half out of ten. Uh, the mm. only half a point I'd put down is the uh, uh, rubber hood that goes over his head slightly limits uh, his head articulation, and I'm just a bit worried about moving his head too much because uh, I might rip the hood's actually a separate piece to the jacket that's then being glued on, and I'm just a bit worried about ripping the uh, hood off the jacket if I'm moving his head around too much. But um, apart from that and um, those few little paint ones, which might be on purpose, um, yeah, fairly good. So I'm going to go nine and a half uh, dollars out of ten on him. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. That symbol just kind of throws me off. I I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one, but it's, it's one of those ones, as I said, I'm not too sure if it's meant to look like that or if that's just... Uh, the way it's gone. Once, once the game comes out and we get a better look, I can retroactively go back on it. But, um, also when, you know, it's that thing of you hunt for something for so long that once you finally get it, it's, it's that little bit more special in your eyes. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Um, the one on the back, especially, I just, that's kind of, 
The, the one on the back I actually think looks better in person than in pictures because mm. there's actually a, quite a few different reds mixed in there and it really looks as if it's just been like sort of brush uh, painted and there's yeah. a kind of nice yeah. effect on that in person than the, the pictures sort of make it out to be. Something I was going to ask, is there anywhere that you can actually put those pistols? Like, do they attach to those things on his sort of in his hips, thighs? Uh, no, unfortunately. They're, um, so they're sort of three magazine clips uh, oh, on his okay. side there. That's not an actual holster uh, right. there itself. But, uh, yeah, no, nowhere to store the pistols, unfortunately. It's well, only a nicely detailed figure. Yeah, the um the whole line has been fantastic. I actually recommend anyone who's a fan of paint apps, uh, if you see the Batman figure in the store, just pick him up and look at the uh, wonderful job they've done on his shoulder pads. They've sort of mm. given it that um, shiny, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but that sort of weave, inner plastic weave yeah, uh, yeah. look that you yeah. see on uh, modern armor and that, and it's just, oh, it looks nice. It's almost like a Hot Toys holiday sort of paint. Happened, yeah. yeah. Just, I am very much loving this line. Great stuff. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Eddie. And uh, coming up next, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Red card, it is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, and be they an unusual announcement, a complete fail, or uh, something just so much worse. And, uh, Eddie, you alluded earlier to something you were going to talk about. I did. So I mentioned that I picked up the Funko Legacy Magic the Gathering uh, figures. Uh, one of those was the Lillian figure that uh, Ben, I believe, you had as a toy of the week uh, quite a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, so the she is the yep. So the pur- purple necromancer, and I opened up that box and went to take her out of the packet. And when I took her out, her feet came out, but the rest of her body <laughs> didn't. And it turns out oh. she she has a waist swivel with a uh, bit a joint uh, on the inside there, and uh, that had actually snapped off uh, at some point in the packet and was completely loose. Uh, and so I had two halves of a figure. Um, not not too thrilled. It's never great when you're opening up a figure and uh, two parts of it come with it. Uh, but I decided that because they were on special um, at the moment at the uh, electronic boutique store that I'll pop around and get another one. And it was three different uh, electronic boutiques I visited uh, while I was on the hunt for this Red Hood figure uh, that's before I found one that didn't have this issue uh, going on with it. So... There were two other Lillian vests that I picked up that had very dodgy-looking uh, mid-joint sections where the joint was really sticking out. And uh, I admit one of them I'm fairly sure was broken. Another one I couldn't tell for sure if was broken or not, but it was in that awkward position that I really didn't want to risk the money uh, on it being, having... Yeah, had the bad luck before. And this is just something, um, I, I mean, I'm highlighting it with this figure, but uh, it is something now that uh, I mentioned before, I've got a whole bunch of uh, the Firefly and Rocketeer Funko Legacy figures on their way to me. 
And as much as I'm excited to have those characters, I am a bit worried about this Funko plastic quality because this is not the first figure uh, of theirs to have these uh, issues. So that's sort of the red card uh, this week is uh, the plastic quality that Funko is using on these legacy figures. They're doing a fantastic job in so many other ways on them. Uh, But, yeah, it's a very brittle plastic I, I, I mean, we've talked about this sort of stuff before, and, and I've certainly mentioned on a number of occasions that, um, you know, in terms of the Funko Legacy stuff, I, I won't order them uh, by mail. I, I actually have to see them in the flesh and pick them up because um, there are so many issues, not just with the the cheap plastic um, and, and even the rubber parts too that have um, torn and, and things like that, but also the, the quality of the paint apps and... I don't know whether it's too little too late for Funko and that, that maybe word has spread a little bit, but uh, I think Funko have announced that both the Game of Thrones and um, the Magic the Gathering legacy lines are, I don't think are actually continuing. So, you know, whether it just the, the I guess the word of mouth spread and, and people decided to back off from them and sales haven't been strong enough and, and they've decided to throw in the towel, which you know, is, is incredibly sad because I'd like to think that you know, both those lines would have um, quite a lot of depth uh, if they could continue them. The, the, pro- the problem with Game of Thrones is, is every time you get a favourite character, they kill them off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they can still get an action figure. I mean, you know, Ned Stark got one and, you know, spoilers... Um, but there's still an awful lot of figures that I'd be waiting for in Game of Thrones. And in terms of um, the, the Magic, the Gathering line, uh, you know, while there's not a specific figure I'm waiting for, um, I do like the idea that there's actually, a, you know, a generic action figure line out there that is full of, um, you know, all your favourite fantasy characters, whether it be, um, you know, sorcerers or, you know, elves or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of sad, but really I, I think Funko dropped the ball with um, their, their quality quality assurance so very sad yeah. <laughs> all right well you know funko you're getting our red card up your game and um yeah coming up after that a well-deserved fail will be our third and final toy of the week after years of experiments andre toulon has created puppets that want to play with you Full Moon introduces the Puppet Master action figure series. Eight dolls that come alive with movable parts and accessories to spare. Blade can strike with a hatchet or a knife and see with eyes that glow in the dark. When his friend Pinhead lifts these dumbbells, he can really blow his top. Six Shooter always has you in his sights with six pistol-packing arms. Jester leads the puppet parade with his scepter, knife, and a revolving head that will wipe the smile off your face. If Tunneler's movable drill doesn't get you, then his machine gun and pickaxe will. Leech Woman has a kiss to die for and plenty of slimy friends to grow around. Well, we're getting towards the uh, latter half of the show, and we have our third and final Toy of the Week, and unfortunately, we just said a few nasty things about Funko, so it's up to John to try and bring them back. Well, thank you, Mr. Ben. I always appreciate it. I, I, I kind of teased you with this one when I got it, because uh, I managed to get a Punisher pop vinyl, which was an exclusive to Walgreens again, and... Uh, I was looking around trying to find one for you and, um, I only found one and <laughs> I claimed it. So I'm sorry, but, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's one of my favorite characters. So I had to, I had to snake him for my own. <laughs> um, 
And, and you know, what's weird is, uh, normally like the other stuff, like the, the prototype vet, uh, Boba Fett and, uh, Tyrion and the agent Venom, those have kind of came back where you see a whole case of them. Um, the pop vinyls have been scarce. I haven't seen any really of the exclusive ones. So people are snagging them up as soon as they're seeing them, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure really, but you know, normally they kind of re- replenish them a little bit more regularly. And I haven't seen that with these. So hmm. unfortunately he was a little harder to find than what I initially thought he was going to be. Anyway, he's, he's a pot vinyl. So you guys know what that means. He comes in a little box and, uh, there's a little exclusive sticker. I actually think that sticker might be the same one they used on their other, uh, game of Thrones figures. Um, so, uh, that's kind of the same. You guys know how pop vinyls work. They're little in the Marvel ones, they're bobbleheads. So he's got mm. a little bobbly head and, uh, he's been stylized. Um, you know, like I said, he's one of my favorite characters. I'm, I'm not necessarily really into the whole spandex version of the, the Punisher. I, I kind of prefer him a little more modern, but, um, strange you know, this, yeah, this, this is more of a classic, uh, you know, with the white gloves and the white boots. Um, he's got the skull on his chest and, um, the head, there's, there's, you know, he's got, looks like he's got the slick back hair, I think. He, he looks pretty good on the head. Uh, nothing really to complain about there. Um, the skull on the chest goes down into the, the ammo pouches just like it should. Pistols are a bit weird. They're not really distinctly modern. I don't think, um, they're silver. So, uh, you may or may not like him. I'm not the biggest fan of the pistols he has. I would have liked to see like either a realistic looking pistol or, or something. Cause he's looked like they have some kind of big scope on him. It just doesn't look right to me, but do you, um, do you think they might've been repurposed from another figure? I mean, nothing comes to mind, but yeah, I, I can't think of what they would have been from, but, and I don't know if they just wanted to do something more stylized or, or what, but you know, if they didn't want to do a realistic gun on a, hmm. a stylized figure. Um, you know, I, I think overall for the sculpt and the way he looks, I think he looks fine. Um, but where, and then this is kind of what you guys were saying. I think the paint is probably the letdown here. Um, I'm not going to say it's terrible, but it's not as great as some of the stuff I've seen. Uh, the, the skull itself, the, the, the app there, um, looks pretty good, but, um, and then in between the, it looks like they've done like a wash on all the little pouches, um, to bring out the little lines mm. in between them. I think that looks fine, but along the top of the belt, there's a little bit of white bleed and because it's black and white, it just really shows up, um, mm. you know, where they've tried to paint the top of the pouches. I think, uh, the, the gloves and the boots don't look too bad, but that, that little line around the belt just kind of shows all the way around. And I, I, I don't know that, that just kind of throws me off a little bit. Um, now, obviously, because I, I was talking about the scarcity of trying to find these guys, uh, I didn't have, you know, four or five to choose from. It was, it was this yeah. one or nothing. So, yeah. um, and then I noticed, you know, it's weird because when you take pictures of these things, cause I was taking some for, for a review on TV and film toys, um, his hairline right at the front of his widow's peak area has just a little bit of bleed and fuzziness to it. it it's not as crisp as, as the rest of his hairline. So, so is that, is that black overspray or like which one was first, the flesh tone or the black? You know, I don't have them in front of me here because I, I have the pictures and I'm trying to th- remember. I think the flesh tone is the, is the paint, but I'm, I'd have to double check that. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm not even sure that I really remember which way that one went, but I think the black might be the flesh tone, or the black might be the, the molded color. Yeah. I will look and find out for you. Cool, cool. So, but, um, you know, those little, other than that, I mean, I, I really like him as a pop vinyl. Um, you know, he's got that, that kind of set eyebrows and, you know, he looks like the Punisher. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Um, but just those couple little paint things, I probably think bring it down. The other paint thing that, and, and this is more of a stylistic choice is I think his guns should have been a different color. Um, I really would have liked to seen him with black guns yeah, or, or yeah. a dark gray because the silver, it almost blends into the white, the gun metal. Yeah. yeah. And you can't really differentiate in his hands from, you know, if you're a couple of feet away from him, you know, kind of where his hands are and where his guns start and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the trigger finger and stuff, you know, I, it's just not perfect. Um, and if I remember right, one of the package pictures shows him with, with black guns as well on the box. Um, okay. I think that would have been a better, better choice, a better look to him. But that's, that's probably nitpicking more than anything else. I think the main thing is just the white along his belt is a little less than perfect. So, yeah. um, other than that, I mean, you know, I, I, like I said, the, the boots and the hands are, look really well. It's just that those couple little areas. So given all that, I gotta say though, I'd probably, I'd probably have to go eight out of 10 dollies on this guy. Ooh. I don't think he's probably the best pop final I have. I mean, it's cool that we're getting him. Um, but the, the little paint issue really brings him down a couple of notches in my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I said this mere minutes ago about the Funko Legacy line, but, uh, the Funko Pops, uh, are also figures that, um, you know, I refuse to order, uh, online. Um, I'm fortunate that I've got a, a very close by source of, of pops and you know most of the ones i've picked up i've actually had the luxury of sort of standing in the store and you know looking at three or four um of a character and and being able to pick the best of the bunch and you know sometimes you actually you know you really are taking the the best of the worst um and to this day i still don't own a hulk pop because i just can't find one with decent paint um yeah i don't know if i had seen more than one of these in the store because of the packaging i could have seen you know been really noticed that particular, you know, way the belt looks, mm. um, you know, just because of the way the the packaging kind of wraps around him. Um, but it is black on white and you know, that uh, unfortunately that just draws it, you know, if the colors were closer together, it, it'd yeah. be a little different, but with black on white, you almost have to be perfect. Yeah. Well, I am pretty lucky that I actually have found uh, a source, uh, in my, my town. So, um, I, I will actually have mine on, um, Monday, I believe. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll report back on on how mine looks. I, I will be interested to hear. Hmm. Excellent. Well, I think that's uh, very cool. Very nice indeed. All right. Well, any final thoughts or comments? No. Going, going, gone. All right. Well, that wraps up our final toy of the week. And when we come back, we will run through some feedback before we wrap things up. My greatest pupil with a tail. I entrust this ancient dragon boy. Keep it and the others from the evil emperor. And while fearsome creatures may stand in your way and be your lunch, you'll also have many allies, even Bulma. Two brave warriors, fast-kicking Krillin and sword-swinging Yamcha, will help you defeat the emperor and his evil fighters. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Action figures and collectible figures from Bandai.
Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And, you know, you may just hear it read out. And uh, we got some feedback from one of our favourite forum members, and that's Eric's. And uh, Eric's put in a, a link on the, the forum. And and, uh, and and he also is the the uh, fantastic, prolific reviewer of all sorts of awesome stuff at TV and Film Toys. He is indeed. He is indeed. Um, and he actually put a link in there and said um, there was a link to a news article saying that a really buff kangaroo moves in and harasses the AFB staff. And uh, he was um, having a bit of fun with a news article that was published in... Uh, well, it was actually published in America first, but, um, yeah, interesting little article there about a very large kangaroo that's moved into a suburb in Brisbane in Australia, and but um, has been menacing the locals there, being a bit of a, a bully, and uh, it's actually not that unusual. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they that muscular? Because yeah. that thing's oh, yeah. got some pecs and yeah. some arms on it that Damn straight. made yeah. me jealous. That guy's just getting ready for a music festival, it's okay. Uh, um, yeah we have a a few different um breeds of of kangaroo and um the eastern gray i think is probably the most prolific um but there's also the the red kangaroo which is a a very big fellow but um yeah for for those people who have never seen a, a kangaroo up close they're they're basically uh, i'd say 90 percent solid steel Hmm. Um, yeah, they are incredibly dense creatures. Um, our local zoo, um, you know, has all the exotic wildlife, but, um, you know, in cages and all that sort of thing, but they actually have a, a big open area and there's kangaroos that just wander around and you can actually feed them. Uh, and they're so well fed that if you, if you approach them or if they see you and they have food, they will come up to you. And if you try to back away, they just keep coming and you, um, you can't kind of like just you can't just push them out of the way because they're, it's like trying to push a, a block of concrete. They just simply don't give. Um, and I would say that fifty percent of our auto body shops in my city uh, work on kangaroo hits, and that's oh. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not making that up. They're, half of their work is is people hitting kangaroos on our highways. Because um, when you hit these things, it, it really is like running into a steel pole. They they do massive amounts of damage. Wow. So yeah, we have some at our local zoo, but they don't look nearly like that guy did. <laughs> that would terrify me. I, he he's a big fellow. Yeah, this one's about when they when they stand upright, which is not not that yeah. common. They don't stand generally stand upright, but this one's about six foot five. Um, I've, I've always and, been told, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've always been told growing up on in the country that, you know, if you have a big one like that standing over you, you've got to lie down is the is the way to go. Oh, yeah. They you know, can if, be aggressive. They can pee on you or yeah. what? No, it's no. a, it's a, if, like when they stand up straight, it's like a sign of aggression. So as we normally stand, we can come across as aggressive for them. So if you hop down and get low, you're sort of telling them, oh, I don't want to fight you. <laughs> so there you go. Some, uh, some, some AFB wildlife, um, survival tips. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's true. That could have just been my buddy telling me that. So if the fight <laughs> did happen, I'm sitting down and he's, he's ready to run. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That's well, that's, what I've been well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thanks, Eric. So, uh, this didn't actually make it to the local news here, but um, it's accompanied by a news article from up in Brisbane, so it's obviously legit. But, yeah, man, these these things are big suckers. And, um, yeah. He also noted that uh, Scott's traveling, and that's when this thing was spotted. So he he's wondering if there may be the same, if, if Scott maybe is this buff kangaroo. Like well, maybe he's I mean, look, <laughs> I... I, I get around the AFB headquarters quite a bit, and I have never actually seen them together in the same room, so yeah. who knows? We don't even know where he's at, do we? He's Not today. From, yeah, I know he was flying back, wasn't he, today? Yeah. yeah. He might be in Brisbane. No, could be. Could be. He was in a small country town. The worst part I'm about sure. it is he could actually be in the same city as that kangaroo, and he hasn't heard Eddie's survival tip. Yeah. So. Could have been the well, difference. Maybe, maybe that's what he's been. Maybe he's stuck in that uh, town. He can't get to the airport because there's a kangaroo. <laughs> he's Fucking just laying on the ground avoiding it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all dead when he hears this. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. All right. I think that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much for your company, gentlemen. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. And uh, we shall say goodbye, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Have your um, Scott's feet are neutered. <laughs> Bye. Right. See ya. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigurebluest.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. figure, the DC Collectibles Red Hood GameStop exclusive action figure, and the Funko Pop Vinyl Punisher figure. Okay, since Scott's not here, I have some notes. <laughs> what, what is what is Dragon Ball Z? Did I say Z? Yeah, you said Z. Yes. That doesn't matter. That's the Australian version. And uh, the Punisher figure is actually an exclusive, too. And, and Eddie? Yeah. I think we're going to have to have you redo that with more oomph. <laughs> Right. I'm just kidding. Move on. <laughs> I, said, I said Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. It All doesn't right. matter. Alright. Do you want to leave it or it's do you want to move correct. on? It's leave correct. It's correct pronunciation. Leave it? Alright. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a bit of a, you can, you can, um, make fun of it when you, you post it on the forum. My <laughs> pronunciation. Alright. Shall we get straight into some banter? Uh-huh. And I think what we might, I think we might just have a quick pause there and bring Adam back. He he dropped off again. Oh, he's gone again. Yeah. Somebody's um, mouse clicking. Not me. Someone's a loud mouse clicker. Is it me? Oh, 
I don't know. I can see someone doing that mouse clicky sound on their laptop. Yeah, hold on. Is that it? Yeah. Ah, that's me. I'm coming through, sorry. <laughs> All right, Mr. Nerd. Can I say I was, I was quite proud of myself for holding in a uh, Sailor Uranus and explosion effector joke? Oh, yeah, we've done that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, was, it was sitting right there. I was tempted. Uh. <laughs> All righty, Mr. Reddy, are you good to go? And then he's got an ammo belt that goes all the way around him. And he's holding a gun in each hand, so um, some kind of pistol-type thing. Um, all right, can we... Sorry. I even want to ask what's going on in the background somewhere. <laughs> Eddie, are you frying bacon? Uh, no, that's my fault. I thought I was on mute. Sorry. <laughs> I, can, I can hear like something like water pouring or <laughs> something yeah, going on. Hold on one second. Sorry, John. I was I was hanging in there, but it just. <laughs> I know. I was too. <laughs> now I want to know what he was doing. Yeah, I know. I don't want to know. <laughs> like a like an air conditioner about to explode or something, or a washing machine or dryer or something. Mm. Is he mm. making? Is he making meth? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> Man's got to eat. Come on. That's right. Sorry, I was filling up my bottle with water. Yeah, we could tell. <laughs> All right. I could have just said, I gotta get up and go. <laughs> I, I thought I had it on mute. I, th- I thought I was getting away with it. You should have said something. Yeah, you do it then. I shall, I shall. I promise I won't interrupt this time. Sorry, Jim. <coughs> Everyone I swear, I thought this, this headset's gone weird on me. I have a mute button. <laughs> That I click and it's now lit up red, but you guys can still hear me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I should have the mic, internal mic on my laptop turned down, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought That's I was very ninja and sneaky. That's why I always use the one on the Skype thing. Yeah, yeah. Skype as well. I learned that lesson. I swear <laughs> I've gone to the toilet once and I only hit this, so you guys must have been very patient with me <laughs> while I was sitting on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to your uh, crapper moves. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Let's do this feedback. And and you need to get more fi- fiber in your diet. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. And less of spartum. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uranus explosion effect. <laughs> uh, okay. So in, this <laughs> in five, four, three... <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good.